The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Praise God. All right, help me welcome your neighbor to your left, to your right. You can be seated. <laughs> I think when school resumes, which is a few weeks from now, we are going to miss these children that have been joining us in the midweek service. Help me ask your neighbor, how has your week been? Has God been good to you? Ask your neighbor, have you been enjoying rest and refreshing from God? Come on, ask your neighbor, have you been enjoying rest or have you been, have you been struggling and toiling and worrying and being burdened? Um, it's not impossible that people may experience those things, even Christian people, the pressure of toiling, um, worrying, anxiety, and all these things that um, may be happening. What is important is for people to know what to do. What do you do when you are stressed? What do you do when you are under pressure? Hallelujah. What do you do when you don't know what else to do? <laughs> you need to know how to go to God and enter rest. Hallelujah. Like we shared on Sunday. And allow God to refresh you. Praise God. Let's start from Psalm 46 tonight. I think this will help us to the direction I feel God wants us to go to. Father, we give you praise we thank you again for this wonderful opportunity to gather together at your feet, wherever we may be. And for those of us that are here on site, Lord, thank you that there's no barrier in the spirit. There's no distance in the spirit. We can connect as one. And we ask you for your help to experience that. And we invite you into our midst this evening, on site and on online. And again, we ask that you speak your word to us. Um, strengthen us from within, fill us again, refresh us again, help us to experience all that you have for us in this place and at this time in the name of Jesus. Let your love overflow, let your mercy overflow, let us have abundance of these things. We give you the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Let's read Psalm 46. From verse 1, God is our refuge and strength, hallelujah, a very present help in trouble. Glory be to God. Therefore, because we have help and we have a refuge and we have strength, we will not fear. Even though the earth may be removed. And, the, and though the mountain may be carried in the midst of the sea, even if it's really, really disastrous, and it's a very humongous problem. Why? Because we have help in God, we will not be afraid. Let somebody say, I will not be afraid. Though its waters roar 
and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, we will not fear. Selah. Hallelujah. Verse 4, and this really encompasses what we're going to deal with tonight. There is a river, hallelujah, whose streams, so this river has streams. And what happens? The streams shall make glad the city of God. Hallelujah. The holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Praise God. And we've been talking about um, the Holy Spirit quite a lot. I said the Holy Spirit is our catalyst for next levels. And we've been talking about how we can engage him more and more. So there's all form of trouble going on. The earth is shaking. The mountains are crumbling. The seas are roaring. The mountains are shaking and swelling. But we are not going to be afraid because we have help in God and with God. Hallelujah. And from verse 4, he now begins to open us or open us to how God's help comes to us. There is a river. Hallelujah. And that river makes glad the city of God. The river flows into the city. At least that's the picture being painted here. And it brings calmness. It brings gladness. It brings peace. It brings joy. And if you read it in context of how we started the psalm, in the midst of all the challenges, this, this river comes in and the river makes everything all right. Can I hear a loud amen? Hallelujah. Just one river. It has multiple streams, but one river. And I, I want to I say this before we read it. I still want to read a few more verses. I, I love how God has brought um, our salvation to us. It's one Savior. It's one Holy Spirit. It's one baptism. It's one word of God. It's, I mean, it's not like we have to go and look, um, you know, when, when, when you... We are going to school, or our school will be coming now. The children are going to go and get their textbooks. Maybe they're doing 16 subjects, and they have to get 16 different textbooks. God put all the books inside one book for us. It's one, it's one Bible. We go to one place. God, God has simplified so many things for us. We go to one source. We go to one avenue. We just go to God. Hallelujah. And everything we need. Can I hear somebody shout everything? comes to us from that one source, from this one river, everything we need. Hallelujah. Let's read on here, verse 5. And because of that river that comes into the city or flows into the city and makes glad the city, and of course, is is when it says the city of God, there, the holy place, the tabernacle of the Most High, you get this picture that it's coming, the river is flowing into Jerusalem and it's coming into the temple. The temple of God. But really and truly, what God is trying to do here, or the picture God is trying to paint here, is that God brings salvation to his people. Through this river, he brings the peace they need, the rest they need. It, it flows to God's people. It's not 
the city, as it were, that God is primarily concerned about. It's not the temple or the physical building that God is primarily concerned about. Praise God. It's really the people of God. Hallelujah. And in any case, we are now the temple of God. And we are now the people of God. Verse 5, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Hallelujah. God shall help her. Just as the break of dawn. Glory be to God. The nations raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. Praise God. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's read on verse 8. Come, behold the works of the Lord who, whom, who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars to cease, or he makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow. He cuts the spear into two. He burns the chariots in fire. And verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. Can you help me say that to somebody? Be still, be still and know that he is God. Or you can say it this way, be coming down. Just calm down. Rest. <laughs> Relax. Hallelujah. Praise God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. Hallelujah. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Praise God. Praise God forevermore. I mean, this is a psalm we often refer to um, when things are, are going rough and things are going difficult. It's one of the psalms you can read that can calm you down and really help you to know um, no matter what is going on around you, no matter how difficult things are, you have help with God. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, I want to read something there again. And again, I want to establish this simple truth like the psalmist painted in that Psalm 46. Um, one source for everything. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Somebody shout river. We're going to come back to that. But, and I mean, we're all familiar with John chapter 1. And again, I want us to see the singularity and the simplicity that God uses to bring salvation for us. Everything we need is found in one place. Everything we need. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things, somebody shout all things, were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Everything came by the word. Everything we see today, everything we know today, it has one source and one source alone. It comes from one place. It can be located where? In the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, in him, and I, I love the way John wrote this, is, is making us see that the word, of course, is a person. And we know that person is referring to is Jesus Christ. It's not just a thing or um, a book or um, 
just an um, object. No, in him was life. Hallelujah. The, the life comes from that word. And that life was the light of men. Praise God. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness does not comprehend it. Hallelujah. And he was talking about Christ there. And he went on to keep talking about Jesus. Verse 16. Again, I want you to see again. All that we need comes from one place. We don't need to go and start looking for different words. Or different sources. Everything is flowing from that river. All that we need to bring peace in the midst of trouble is coming from that river. It has many streams, but it's just one source. We don't need to go and start looking for solutions from too many different places. No. One place. Verse 16. And of his fullness, the fullness of the word, we have all received. And grace for grace. Hallelujah. It's always better to read this um, in the Amplified, if projection can help us um, very quickly. I'm, I'm doing something deliberately. I know we are all familiar with this, but sometimes it's good to just read the word again. I don't know. As I was reading this today, it blessed me tremendously. For out of his fullness, the superabundance of his grace and truth, we have all received. Hallelujah. Grace upon grace. Spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing, favor upon favor, gift heaped upon gift. Hallelujah. One source, glory be to God. One avenue as it were. One place. All the gift you need is from that place. All the favor you need is from that place. All the blessing you need is from that place. All the help you need is from that place. All the wisdom you need is from that place. Hallelujah. It flows. Flows. Praise God. John 7. Let's now get deeper into where we are going. And I'm sure many of you are already familiar. I'm just continuing where we left off in the few, few weeks. John 7, 37. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Hallelujah. And on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus, the word, the word, somebody shout the word, that carries everything we need, carries all the gifts I need, all the favor I need, all the blessing I need, all the help I need, all the wisdom I need. He said, without him, nothing was made that was made. There's nothing that exists in this world as we know it. If it's possible to trace its origin, you will find out that it will lead you back to the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. And is that what I speak in here? If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He that believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow, praise God, rivers of living water. Hallelujah. That's 39. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given. 
because Jesus was not yet glorified. Hallelujah. So we see this connection here, and I've been making this connection for quite a while um, in this next level series. Um, for us today in the New Testament church, for we born again believers, um, what God has really given to us is his spirit. And we can juxtapose that with the people in the Old Testament, particularly under the law of Moses. What God delivered to Moses on the mountain was the law. God told Moses to come up and God gave him the Ten Commandments. In fact, there were different times God gave him the Ten Commandments. But the most dramatic one was when the finger of God appeared and God wrote the Ten Commandments on a stone and handed it over to Moses and Moses carried it. And of course, God gave them all manner of laws, but everything can be summarized in those Ten Commandments. There are more details as you go on. But just like God handed that over to them, and they were to live by that law. For us in the New Testament, and we see it again in the book of Acts, when Jesus was going, he told the disciples, go and wait in the upper room. Don't go anywhere until you receive the promise of the Father. And that was the Holy Spirit. What God has given to us is the Holy Spirit. Can I hear a loud amen? And Jesus now makes that connection for us here that the Holy Spirit is, in fact, he called it here, the river of living water. If I use plural here, rivers of living water. And the submission here again tonight is what the psalmist was speaking about in Psalm 46 is really what Jesus is teaching here. What the psalmist said that river will do, there is shaking everywhere. The mountains are shaking and trembling. The, 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 the ocean is roaring. There's trouble, there's calamity. But we will not fear. Why? God is our refuge. God is our fortress. In the midst of whatever the difficulty is, God is our help. I have financial difficulties that are putting a lot of pressure on me. God is your help. I have health challenges. And even the doctors have told me they don't have a solution. They don't know what else to do. God is our help. We don't have to be afraid of whatever is going on that is negative. That wants to put pressure on us. We can walk with God or walk in God. And we can be helped. Hallelujah. And the psalmist says that that help comes like a river that makes the city of God glad. Hallelujah. I love that song. He has made me glad. He has made me glad. Come on, let me hear you. I will rejoice for he has. Has he made you glad? Are you sure? Sing it like you know he has made you glad. He has made me glad. Oh, I'm so glad. I will rejoice, hallelujah, for he has made me glad. Glad. In other words, he has come into my life. I mean, I love that picture in the psalm we just read. He, he flows into the city. There's a river that flows. These streams make the city glad. He paints that picture of 
um, there's a need or there's a thirst, like Jesus is saying here. And then supply comes. Let me hear somebody say supply comes through the river. And it calms everything down. Hallelujah. Makes everything begins to work. Praise God. And what Jesus is telling us here is that is the spirit is referring to. The rivers of living water is a depiction of the spirit of God that now dwells inside the believer. That every believer can now have. Verse 39 again. This is spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him. Can I hear someone shout I believe in him. Those that believe in him will receive the spirit. Why? Jesus has now been glorified. Jesus has now died. He's gone to heaven. And that's what those apostles experienced on another level. In fact, if you read um, the gospel accounts and the book of Acts, before Jesus left, he breathed upon them, received the Holy Spirit. And on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came in the fullness of his power. And ever since then, he has been available in the fullness of his might, his power, his wisdom, his riches, everything we need. One source. One place. And what the word was that we read in John chapter 1. That in him was life. That life was the light of men. Nothing was made that was made without him. Of his fullness we have now received. That is what the Holy Spirit now represents to us. Praise God. Let's read again. Revelations chapter 22. And this is where we are going tonight. Hallelujah. I want to encourage someone again. Um, There is help for you. Praise God. Regardless of what the need or the challenge is. There is hope for you, regardless of what the challenge is. There is healing, regardless of what the pain is. Hallelujah. It is available, praise God. And it's available to us by this Holy Spirit, this river that is now flowing to us or flowing from us. The psalmist said, the river flows to the city. Jesus said, out of us will flow the river. The important thing is that the river is flowing. And what we need is in this river. It's by this Holy Spirit. Praise God. Let's read a few verses here as well. And paint the picture. um, Because God wants us to enjoy this thing. Hallelujah. God wants us to manifest this thing and to live by it. And he showed me a pure river of water, of life. And I want to submit to us again, this is the same river Jesus was speaking about in John chapter 7. This is the same river the psalmist was speaking about in Psalm 46. It's a river that makes things happen as it flows. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. A pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Hallelujah. In the middle of its streets and on either side of the river was the tree of life, 
And at first it sounds like it's one tree. Because it says the tree of life. But as you read on, and as you read other accounts of this picture, particularly Ezekiel's account, which we are still going to read again tonight, it's like this river is flowing like a street. And on this side, trees are planted. And on this side, trees are planted. But he uses this in singular tense here. The tree of life. And I believe the picture God is painting here is because of the nutrients this river is carrying, the riches this river is carrying and it flows, it's supplying all these trees with what it takes for them to grow and bear fruit. Hallelujah. The tree of life, which bought 12 fruits, each tree. So you see, it's not just one tree it's talking about, because it now says each tree. Each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Hallelujah. That's very important. On one level, really this vision, and this is Apostle John speaking, and this is a vision of heaven. But again, when we read this, that what these trees are producing it's for the healing of the nations. That is telling us that this picture is painting that he's seeing about this heavenly vision. It's not for when we die and go to heaven. Praise God. It's also things that on a level, we may not be as perfect as it is in heaven, but on a level, we can walk in these things here. They don't need healing in heaven. And the nations are not in heaven. This is something that is supposed to be enjoyed on the earth. Even though it's a heavenly vision. But it's a heavenly vision that can be replicated in earthly places on one level or another. Can I hear a loud amen? Hallelujah. And there shall be no more curse. Hallelujah. But the throne of God and the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. They shall see his face. And his name shall be on their foreheads. There shall be no night there. Hallelujah. There shall be no lamp. Nor light of the sun. For the Lord God gives them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. Praise God. Again, it's giving us this glorious picture of what our heavenly experience will be like. But because it lets us know that it's for, the, particularly the, these leaves that are coming from these trees, is for the healing of the nations, is also hinting us that, look, you can experience these heavenly realities even where we are on earthly places. And that's the mission, that's the task for us today as believers walking on the face of the earth. And the driving force here that we must master how to walk in and train ourselves how to be effective in is this river of life or this Holy Spirit that is flowing. And what that Spirit is carrying and what the river is carrying for us is what is feeding into our lives Bringing the healing that we need. Bringing the provision that we need. Bringing everything that we need. One source. Let me hear somebody shout one source again. And out of that place is everything I need. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
One last text, and then I will begin to tie everything together here. Ezekiel chapter 47. Ezekiel chapter 47 again. And I'm not sure whether it was last week I read this or the week before. Um, putting Ezekiel 47 and Revelations 22 together, you get more details. There are some things John left out that Ezekiel picked up. There are some things Ezekiel didn't mention that John mentioned. Hallelujah. So, summary of where, where, where I'm going again tonight is that, look, um, you are carrying inside of you right now, and I am carrying inside of me right now, all of us, we are carrying the answers and the solutions that we need in life, in us, by the Holy Spirit. We are, we are carrying whatever results it is you want to get, whatever provision that you need in life. We have just one source. That source is God. Hallelujah. And now God dwells in us by his Holy Spirit. But one thing we can picture from these scriptures we are sharing, there are many, many natural um, pictures or metaphors the Bible uses to describe the Holy Spirit. In some places it's described as wind or fire and all those are true. And we can actually study all those ones as well and the implications and the meanings of that in our lives. But this one is what I'm focusing on tonight. This river operation of the Spirit. That inside every single one that is born again, um, you carry the Holy Spirit. Can I hear someone say, I carry the Holy Spirit? And he operates like a river that is flowing. And this river has different streams that it supplies. And through those things that is flowing and carrying and releasing, everywhere this river goes, as long as it flows there, it brings something positive. It, when it flows into a city that is troubled and things are shaking, it makes the city glad. When it flows and touches these trees that are on, its either, uh, on, on the bank, either the, the leaves of those trees and the things that that river supplies those trees and causes them to release, it brings healing everywhere it goes. And it's just the same thing. And these are just examples of the fact that everything we need in this life Every supply that we can ever desire, it comes from God through His Spirit and it can flow into our lives. Hallelujah. And that has to be the way we think. That has to be the way we operate in this life. That has to be the way we approach challenges. Everything flows through this river. Praise God. Ezekiel 47, I'm going to take my time to read a bit more on this a little bit more tonight. Therefore, he brought me back to the door of the temple. From verse 1, Ezekiel 47. The door of the temple. And there was water flowing under the threshold of the temple towards the east. There's something very powerful here that Ezekiel um, mentioned that I think is a missing key for all of us. For the front of the temple faced the east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. And again, like I've shared, this is just in confirmation to what the psalmist saw and what John saw, um, is giving us this picture that 
there is water flowing or this river flowing out of the temple. The temple here refers to us. We are now the temple of God. We are now the city of God. We are now the people of God. He brought me, verse 2, by way of the north gate and he led me around on the other side, the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out of the right side. So the spirit or an angel which saw, brought him into the temple. He saw water flowing. Then he took him to this side of the temple and he saw the water flowing on that side of the temple. And when the man went out, please watch this. This is very, very vital. When the man went out to the east with a line in his hand, he measured a thousand cubits. And after I had measured a thousand, he brought me to that level. So I was at the gate of the temple. He measured 1,000 cubits. And when he had got 1,000, he now teleported me as it were to meet him at that place of 1,000 cubits. And I was surprised. The water was not at my ankle level. When I was at the temple, I could see the water flowing. I could see the direction the water was flowing. But that's all. I wasn't touching it or anything. But after this 1,000 cubits distance... I now notice something very interesting. The water was now up to my ankle. Praise God. Verse 4. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters. And the water now came up to my knees. So the water kept rising. Again, he measured 1,000 and the water and, and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Please listen very carefully and watch where I'm going. Because... Every believer carries answers, carries solutions, carries everything we need. It's just one source. This Holy Ghost or this river that we carry on our inside. And we know what the river can do. It can bring healing. It can bring gladness. It's everything. The, the word said everything that was made was made by the word. And this is the replacement I'm giving you for the word. Everything you need. Ah, pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I don't know what you're going through. I agree. But I'm telling you whatever it is you're going through, this river has the answer. Can I hear a loud amen? And God is not expecting us. He has actually oversimplified the answers and the solutions we have. He's not expecting us to be running at our skelter. Because he has now brought the river to come and dwell in us. Hallelujah. So he had now brought him to this place where the water was flowing to my waist. Now, check what he's saying. When I was inside the temple and the water stayed there, I could see the water. I could see the river, but it had no involvement in terms of the measurement in my life. But watch, the further we moved from where the source of the river is, and traveled 1,000 cubits, 1,000 cubits, 1,000 cubits, I noticed something. The water level started rising. Hallelujah. Verse 5. Again, he measured 1,000 and it was a what? River. Hallelujah. It was a river. Back in the temple, look at what he said, verse 1. Put up verse 1 again. He brought me back to the door of the temple and there was water flowing under the threshold of the temple. It wasn't a river in the temple. Now, it's the water that is flowing from the temple that eventually became a river in verse 5. If this started as a river, 
ankle, the further I went, became knee, became waist, then it's eventually the same source. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. Are you still with me tonight? Okay. Again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim. A river that could not be crossed. And then he said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Let me ask your neighbor, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me back to the bank of the river, which we know is the temple. Hallelujah. Verse 7. When I returned there along the bank of the river, there were, no, sorry, the bank of the river is not the temple. It, it now took him to the bank of the river or the side of the river. Verse 7. When I returned there, please remember again, it was water flowing in the temple and that water eventually got to the point where it became a river. And when I, it now took me to the bank of the river and along the bank of the river were what? Many trees. On one side or the other. The same thing John saw. So the river was flowing and there were many trees on that side. Hallelujah. On one side or the other. Then he said to me, this water flows from the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, somebody say when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. When this river that is flowing gets into the sea, the, 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 the waters of the sea, it, it, it's healed. And it shall be that, <laughs> hallelujah, it shall be that Every living thing that moves where this river goes will live. Hallelujah. That's why it's called the river of living waters. Every living thing. Hallelujah. There shall be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. Hallelujah. Where the water goes, the water that the river is carrying, there will be what? A great multitude of fish because these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it starts at waters flowing from the temple. Watch. And it now grows, it grows, it grows till it becomes a river. And it's when the water of that river now flows and where it goes that all this manner of healing miracles begin to happen. Notice, this is very important. In the temple, there was nothing healing. We couldn't see the river giving life in the temple. It was after it gained steam and grew and it became a river that wherever it now goes, it begins to bring healing and it gives life. Look at verse 11. Very, very instructive. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, But it swamps and marshes. When it's a swamp and a marsh, the water has not yet started flowing fully like a river. What will happen? Its swamp and washes will not be healed. If it's just very little portion of water. What, what's a swamp and a marsh? Um... Water is there, but it's not flowing like a river. Hallelujah. It's not that there's no water there. It's like in the temple. The water is there, but you can't build a temple in the middle of a river. But it's the same waters that are flowing from that temple that eventually became the river 
And it's when that water from the river entered the sea that started bringing life and bringing multiples of fish and bringing all manner of results. But in the swamps and the marsh, and I will even say in the temple, it will not be healed. There's no healing there. They will be given over to salt. In fact, it can even be poisonous. However, verse 12, along the bank of the river, on this side and on that side, will grow all kinds of trees of food. Their leaves will not wither. Hallelujah. And their fruit shall not fail. Praise God. Look at verse 11 again. Its swamps and marshes will not be healed. It's that same water that is flowing from the temple that is in those swamp and marshes. But this is the problem. Are you still here with me tonight? The swamp and marshes are not flowing like a river. So there is no healing there. In fact, all you said all you will find there is salt. Which can even be poisonous. I don't know whether you've had poisonous. I don't know whether you've heard about the Dead Sea in Israel. And if, you, if you've heard anything about geography, that Dead Sea, nothing lives in the Dead Sea. In fact, you can stand on it or lie down on it. People go and take their bath and go on tourism and nothing. Everything inside has died. What is there? There's too much salt. Concentration of salt. There's no life there. No life there. No life in the swamps and the marshes. It's the water from the temple that makes the swamp and the marshes. But along the river, the same water, the same flow. But now, it's not just a marsh. It's now a river that is flowing. What's happening? On the other side, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. One source. But it provides for everything that is needed. Hallelujah. Their leaves will not wither. You are forever fresh. Praise God. And remember what Revelation said. He said those leaves that are coming from those trees that are being supplied by the river, those leaves are for the healing of the nations. Can I hear a loud amen? Their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month. Glory be to God. Because what? Their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit Notice, so it's the water from the sanctuary, water from the temple. But you will not see the healing in the temple. You will not see the fruits in the temple. You will not see the life-giving effect in the temple. But after you have traveled a distance, <laughs> I don't know whether you are beginning to catch the picture that is being painted here. After you have traveled a distance with the same water that is flowing in the temple, when it has now become what? A river. Hallelujah. There, there's a force it's now flowing with. It's not a marsh. It's not a swamp. The same water. In the marsh and the swamp, there's nothing, no, nothing, no miracle is happening there. But when it becomes a river, all manner of things begin to happen. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves will be for medicine. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what God told me as I was studying this again today. And I want everybody to hear me. This thing is not complicated. He said, first and foremost, you need to let people know who they are and what they carry. I think we've done that very well 
in the body of Christ and church. And you need to remind people that everything they are looking for, everything they need. Somebody say, everything I need. The Holy Ghost carries it. This river carries it. And this is where the challenge is for many people. God told me. Now, look at the words Jesus said. This is the missing detail that you won't see very well in what Jesus said in John chapter 7. You also will not see very well in what John said in Revelation 22. But when you read the details in Ezekiel, you will see it. We've automatically assumed that everybody that has the Holy Ghost and they start praying the Spirit, that flow is already beginning to operate as a river. But for many people, it's not yet a river. It's not yet a river. It's the same water, so it's not that they have a different Holy Ghost. <laughs> Am I making sense to somebody tonight? The same water. It's the same water in the temple. The water is in the temple. In fact, it's the water that is flowing in the temple that ultimately became the river. But in the temple, it didn't heal anybody. It's the same water in the temple that flowed into the swamp and the marsh. And that's where some people are. Some people are at that level of, of the temple. Or they've just traveled a short distance. Look, when the water rose to my ankle level, it wasn't doing any miracles. <laughs> Hallelujah. I wasn't seeing any healing. The fruits or the results of that water was not bringing leaves that could answer everything. When it got to the swamp, it wasn't really doing anything. When it got to the knee, to the waist, nothing special started happening. But when it started flowing at a frequency where it was operating like a river. Can I hear somebody shout river? That's when I started seeing the potency and the manifestation of it. Hallelujah. And he said, that's what you need to teach people. People need to go further and further with the Holy Spirit. That 1,000 cubits is talking about traveling distance with the Holy Spirit. Time spent in prayer. Time spent with God. Time spent just flowing. Just flowing. Flowing for the thing to be able to flow. Don't be satisfied when it's just a little level of its operation. Hallelujah. If it's a little level of its operation where it's just ankle level or you're at a swamp or you're at a, at a marsh, you will not see it. And it will look as if what they're telling you is not true. But it is true. Can I hear a loud amen? It is true. It is real. It is the same water that was in that temple that was flowing under that temple that eventually when it became a river, all those amazing things that we needed started showing. And that's the journey you are on. Hallelujah. That's the journey people are on. I don't know where you are. Maybe you are still in the temple. You carry the same Holy Ghost. You carry the answer. And this is the frustration for many of us. And I'm praying that God will help us and deliver us as a church. Because what will happen is, if you are told about the power of the Holy Spirit and its potency in your life and what it can do, and after you've tried it and tried it and tried it, you are not seeing the result it was promised, you will start looking for solution elsewhere. And I'm telling you, there's no solution elsewhere. There's none. Even if we find solution elsewhere, it will only be temporary. But we carry the real answers on our inside. Can I hear somebody shout aloud, amen? But we must be involved in the process. You need to walk your walk with the Holy Spirit till you get to that point where it's beginning to operate like a river that is supplying life, that is supplying healing, 
that is bringing deliverance, that is bringing promotion and provision. Pastor, how do I get there? You will know when you get there. Hello? There's no one magic formula for anybody. Just continue the journey. Glory be to God. Just continue pressing. Continue speaking. Continue praying. Continue declaring. Continue walking in the things that God has shown you and God is teaching you. And continue going further and further and further with the Holy Ghost. One day, and I pray to be sooner than later. Can I hear a loud amen? You will get there. And until you get to that point where the river is bringing all these amazing manifestations, don't stop. Because some people have stopped at the ankle level and nothing is happening. Some people are at the swamp and nothing is happening. The water is there. We get certain tastes and glimpses of the operation of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But we've not seen his full effect yet. But I hear God say, I'm bringing you and I'm bringing the church to that place where you will see maximum effect. Glory be to God. And to be a manifestation for every single person in the church. Praise God. Can we rise up on our feet tonight? Ayato sakanda barakado sotopaya. Eyalabashanda basatapa. I want you to make a commitment tonight. Leave those hands to God. Just begin to bless him first and foremost. Begin to bless him. Begin to bless him. And thank him that he abides inside of you. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.